0: Wedding
1: photographers unite! Unite, wedding photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number fifty-seven. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Irvin.
0: Neil, what's going on? How you doing, Andy? Good to be here. Very good.
1: Good, 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 good. We have a special guest here today too. This is Jimmy Ferrara.
2: Jim. Hey, what's up?
1: What's up? I'm
2: doing. How are you good. Doing? I'm Welcome doing. Welcome to the show, Jimmy Ferrara. Here I am.
1: Uh, so Jim, yes. uh, you discovered something a few episodes ago.
2: Oh yes. The. <laughs> what, what did you What did you discover? Well, my fiance Natalie and I run the business, and then she a while ago she said. Oh, I found a new podcast to listen to. I'm like, great, because I'm I'm getting bored with what I got, and some of the stuff I listen to isn't long enough. So I started listening to you guys. I started like uh, er, on recent episodes, and then went back, and then I said, well, I don't want to go back to the very beginning because that's just a couple <laughs> years ago. So let me start somewhere in 2015. I don't know what I did, but anyway, so along the way, I kept listening to these podcasts, and then you guys were kept saying. Um, welcome to the bi-weekly, this and that, and then bi-monthly. And I'm thinking, "Well, which one is it? Is it bi-monthly or bi-weekly? I'm very confused." Just,
1: did I switch it? I always no, thought I you... was
2: con- I thought I was consistently wrong with bi-monthly. Did, was it bi-weekly at some point? It's bi-weekly because bi-monthly would mean it's every other month. Every other month.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay, so James, you discovered that for us, so so that's the guy, but now let's get in a little bit deeper than just the discovery and uh and Jim, who are you what, uh, and you're c- kind of pretty close starting out of the woods, aren't you yeah, so,
2: I'm, I'm about uh, two hours south of you guys
1: okay oh, okay uh, so uh, if you,
2: if you know where West Point is, I'm just north of West Point okay, all right,
1: cool, so tell us a little bit about uh yourself and uh and you know your your background how you got into wedding photography and and just all a right. little bit of background on you
2: um well. I was always into photography since I was a kid, really. I, remember, I clearly remember looking at a, looking through a, a, uh, an SLR camera and just being hooked on how I could actually see something, focus on it, and just holding a camera. I was hooked since sixth grade. And my parents were like, "You're a little young to own a decent camera." But in eighth grade, <laughs> uh, I got my first uh, system and a couple lenses, and I did my homework. And I knew about shutter and aperture and all that kind of basic stuff. And a guy down the street here who was a photographer for years got me that camera and got me into it. And then from then on, I was just always into photography through high school, through a little in college. But in college somewhere, I decided to move into the motion picture world. And then I, at that point, I said, let me study filmmaking because it's got the biggest cameras on earth. seems very exciting. And I did that. And then I joined the union right after college, and I worked in the film business for 15 years based out of New York and couldn't travel all over because my union was, was nationwide. And most of my work then was independent movies, and then I got hooked up with uh, Saturday Night Live and did all those uh, parody commercials from, like, 98 on. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. um, I contribute a lot of how I am as a wedding photographer from having my butt kicked on the <laughs> SNL bits because... The time was short. Oh, host, yeah. the, the host had to get back to set a lot of the times. Only had a couple hours with them. We would have so many locations, so many shots to do shooting film for the most part and very little time to do it. And uh, the director was very strict, very diligent. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. And uh, over the years, I realized how great of an opportunity that was for me to work with that crew. And So along the way, like... Around ninety eight or so, I built a dark room in my house, and then started just doing fine artwork. And having, I uh, bought a larger format camera, bought a medium format camera, and having that ability to control what you can do, just led me to do jobs. So, a lot of times, I meet people who are like, "Oh, I am not looking to do this professionally." I tell them all the time, you know, the more you do it, that door is going to get knocking for something. Someone's going to say, "Hey, can you shoot my party?" or whatever the case is, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a few years. Then around 2004, uh, I started assisting other photographers because I put a little studio in one of my spare bedrooms. And then uh, weddings just kind of fell in my lap uh, with a job I was doing in It's like everybody.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, it's so funny. It's like for weddings that somehow eventually it's, like, well, it just kind of happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: It just kind of yeah, happened. Like, yeah. And the first bite I got, a friend of mine was like, no, I don't shoot weddings, but Jimmy does. I'm like, yeah, I do, sure. And I did that wedding, and it went from there. And I knew I had to leave the film business when I just didn't care anymore. And all my spare time, when I would prep a camera for a, an SNL bit, because I stopped doing movies a while back, and uh, there was just too much time. Uh, everything I did was going towards the the business. I would mm. I would prep a camera system for a for. Uh, for SNL or any kind of commercial, and then just run right to B&H to buy some Hmm. more gear and to check out everything. And I I can see myself not caring. And before I screwed something up or blew up on set, I said, (laughs) let me just leave the union. So I did in 07, and then uh, I miss SNL. I miss the, the gang there. I see them every now and then, but it really is what I always wanted to do my whole life because I wasn't doing anything creative in the film world. I was just, uh, I was pulling focus. I was doing techie stuff and mm-hmm. being a wedding photographer. And I also do studio work too. It's just, it was my life before that. I just didn't realize it, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, when you compare, uh, how, you know, you used to do that kind of work, working for somebody else essentially and working on your own now, uh, are you, do you find yourself probably, Most people do, but I'm curious because you were at least in the industry in some way, shape or form. You feel more like on your own and you can kind of you're running your own show and you feel more human doing what you're doing. Or did you also, I don't know, compare and contrast that, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, Uh,
2: When when I was in the film world, I I had control over. Not much, really. Were you,
1: were you, you, so you weren't a freelancer though when you were when you were working back no, then. No, I was freelancing. You were freelancing. Just, yeah, you still were. Okay. Yeah,
2: just because I was in a union didn't mean they gave me work. It just meant right. I didn't work on union jobs. Okay. Um, hmm. I think in fifteen years they called me. I can be called twice they called me for something, and that's okay. it. Okay. Um, it's a good union though. It's it really is. I mean, they they back you if anything happens, and there's no, you know, if if technically speaking about overtime and stuff it's just understood you know that's the way it is i would get paid i would get paid for a 10 hour day whether i worked 1 minute or the 10 hours it's just that's the way it is they book you for the full day like what we do you know we take a retainer for the day and mm-hmm. you know that's that's how it is but i did freelance my whole life so i i understand
1: Okay, being, so yeah, I, you I guess that's what you're, you've always been the free spirit. Then you've had you've <laughs> had that that thing since you were a kid, basically. Yeah, you, you kept doing it. That's good. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of go go into uh, talking a little bit about what we've been up to uh, lately, and just kind of get into our normal swing of things. Uh, sure
0: uh neil what's been going on man how you been doing uh anything I've, I've been good i've been good just uh hanging out you know doing some shoots here and there um i i just did recently did a, a unpaid shoot which was awesome um i just wanted to get creative and got some models together and and did a little lo- like a little creative shoot oh, cool. uh, which was which was pretty neat i haven't done that in god knows how long years four hmm. or five years, maybe. Um, and then, uh, and also working on my website, which is awesome news that, um, okay, everybody knows that uh, I created my, my website back in 2007. And at the time, I, you know, I, I didn't know, know too much about the whole website thing. And I went through a company that uh, is where, you know, you, you purchase the website and you get to design it and stuff. But the domain kind of comes with it, you know. You you type in your domain, and yeah. they kind of take it from there. So mm-hmm. they owned the domain like all this time. Oh God! Um, and and I recently kind of found this out. I'm like, you know what? Because I do own a lot of other domains, and but NeilUrban.com is the one I really didn't own. So it's like, how do I get this domain from this company? And just three nights ago, I got an email from this company saying, you know, my Something was expiring, and it was the domain, and they were like, "Do you want to renew your your service with our company?" It's like, "Oh hell no, I do not. Um, I, I need I need this domain, but I, I pretty much I I pretty much told them that uh, you know, I'm kind of using a blog as a main website now, so I really don't use the other website under neeldirbin.com. And I was like, you know, how can I get my domain because I kind of want that for my blog, and they're like, "Oh well, here's." Here's the number and it expires in 30 days so that's awesome 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 news for me so um, pretty much everybody knows not to do this nowadays you know make, but it make was sure different you... then it was different then yeah, yeah. It was 2007 mm-hmm. you know nobody yeah. knew this stuff back sure. then sure <laughs> um, but, th- but but yeah. still
1: though you sh- technically should be able to like move those the did they give you like the DNS name servers or whatever and all that to move they, so... yeah they so give
0: me everything, and so you didn't have it. access
1: to that before. What if you like? No,
0: no, I no, I didn't.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. But you have it yeah. now. You you own. I have it now. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: So yeah. The same thing
1: it's, happened it's years all, ago. It's all I was good. Yeah.
2: years ago. I was. I wanted to get uh, jferrara.com dot com mm-hmm. for years, and this photographer owned it in in London. Didn't do anything with the site for many years, and I made a note in my calendar every two years when it was going to expire to check <laughs> the night before, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, one year I did, which wasn't that long ago, just a couple of years. And I, I went in there and I got it and boom, that it's mine now. It just redirects to my site, but yeah. Uh, yeah. For, he yeah, had it for the us. longest time. I'm, that's so, I'm so glad you do own neil com because you'd be surprised how many people would have your same name who would just want that website domain just to have, and you would have like something else, but good for Good for you to actually, right. Right. That this
0: all went through. Okay. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, what about you, Andy? What have you been up to?
1: Oh, uh, just uh, small <laughs> shoots. Like I have like,
0: engagement shoot, family shoot. Um, yeah, springtime. Yeah, the everything's starting up.
1: Yeah, this is the time where I can say yes mm-hmm. to that kind of stuff. Um, and because you know, because my my season doesn't pick up really until the end of April, and then then kind of things go crazy once the end of April hits. Um, but yeah, so this is the time to do that. And even some, some headshot sessions and that kind of thing. When normally during the wedding season, I, I turn that stuff away because it, you don't get as much money per, per, per amount of time. I feel like, I mean, you could always, you know, it depends on what your rates are, but when I charge for a headshot session, um, you know, I just, I don't have the time to do that during wedding season. So I'm doing that kind of stuff now. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm still, um, the other thing that's just been on my list, um, outside of, uh, when I get down, like I have like one engagement session to edit. And as soon as I do that, then the only thing that's on my list is to do my update the website and update my portfolio on the website and kind of tweak the website, which we talked about last op- last episode. But that's basically where I'm at in terms of my business right now. And then uh, when all yeah. that stuff's done, um, which will be good, uh, because then I've, I've got the main stuff that I wanted to get done done. Uh, and then, then we'll be ready to kick off the wedding season. So that's yeah. where I'm at. How about uh, you recently, Jim? What's been? How's your business uh, recently? what have you been up to? Anything in particular that's that's interesting for our listeners?
2: Yeah, ironically too, Neil. I'm I for the longest time I was with a company for my website. They built mm-hmm. it years ago. I managed it for the most part, and uh, template based. But then I had my blog on. Another company – I'm not going to mention a specific company because there's so many out there. So I had my one blog on one company, website, and the other. Not good for SEO purposes. So in the fall, I decided let me leave this company who has been very good to me and they're a good company. But I decided to leave them and build a new site so I I can understand what you're going through because I'm still going back on nearly 8,000 images from (laughs) the blogs I did from 2012 to now and I got rid of a lot of mm-hmm. stuff from like 12 and even 13 and then there's he my old guy he's he scraped my site uh and then rebuilt this one for me but just past you know two months maybe since it was mm-hmm. live was just a lot of work and so you know you might have a lot more work ahead of you Neil that you think but uh mm. but it's definitely worth it And it's, it's fun you can do it anytime yeah. so that's I've been doing that for the past few months and I had a wedding first wedding of the season I guess I had a small one earlier but this past one, this past weekend, we had a wedding uh, Friday, which if people are in the, the entire East Coast, was horrible weather mm. all day. I'm sure you guys had bad weather. Mm-hmm. You were too. Mm-hmm, like yeah. if you look at the map, that that storm was just like from North Carolina and up. It was the whole, <laughs> and it was a new place for me. It was opposite Manhattan, uh, Jersey, looking okay. at Manhattan like along the river. Nice. So it had like this, which we could see from inside. We had this, you know, had a nice uh, gazebo outside and a garden area. And we couldn't go outside at all, not even
0: mm. once. So it was yeah, tough. To, you know, a beautiful I had to work a place like that, you know, yeah. a, a nice, beautiful, new, something new for you and, and just be spoiled by the weather.
2: Yeah. So yeah. we had to just work inside, work around uh, other patrons of the restaurant who weren't part of the party. Mm. So you can't mm-hmm. really be like, hey, get out. You know, they got, they're yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm here for dinner. So <laughs> it was really, it was really tough. I'm still going through the edit now looking at things, but um, mm-hmm. it was good though. A lot of off-camera flash a lot of LED off-camera, you know, lighting, and just dealing with, uh, like, okay, I got, I got to look at only this area here. This is my spot to do group shots. So let me try to get long as possible, so I can compress everything. So I'm not seeing the, the you know, the, the staff in the background and the bartender over there and all that. And
0: mm-hmm. it
2: was, it was rough.
0: So let me ask you a question. Uh, since it was like. Pretty much a destination wedding because it was uh, more than you know six hours away. Now, did you fly or did you drive? Oh no, I'm I'm close to it. I'm I'm south. I'm just north of Manhattan. So uh,
2: this was just. Well, uh, Westfield? Was just a, no, I'm in Cornwall, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Manhattan's just an hour for me, and uh, this this location was just like an hour away. It was it was close.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Well, listeners, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast (laughs) for wedding
0: photographers. Bi-wedding photographers?
1: Oh, the show goes live every other... Uh, week uh, 8.5 to 9 times out of 10. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, and help us help you by sending in questions to info at com, Or you can help go over to the Facebook page and search Wedding Photographers Unite and join us in there. Uh, we prefer to talk with you rather not than at you. Okay, so a uh, topic that I kind of wanted to talk about today is just... Uh, Lens choice uh, and basically why we would choose what lenses and what situations what are our go-to lenses for different times uh, throughout the day um, and why Uh, and and everybody has different choices and thoughts and opinions on this and I think everybody I think everybody has different thoughts and opinions especially based on like when you start I think like when I started I had very different opinions on lens choice than I have opinions on lens choice now um, but, and I think that kind of molds and shifts, uh, throughout the years, but I'm just, uh, let's just have a, have a, a, little conversation on lens choice and why we would choose what lens in what particular situation. Uh, and let's kind of think about, uh, maybe a newer listener, uh, that's, uh, that's like an amateur wedding photographer that's getting started with his first few weddings and, and why would they want to choose what lens and why for what situation? So, uh, who wants to start? Anybody want to? Start with this. Up, oh, Jim. Jim has his hand I up would in the love, air. I would Jim love has to his comment. hand up in the air. Jim, let's talk about lens Do choice, it. man. Why?
2: Yeah. Go for okay, it. Okay, so uh, Neil, I can relate a lot to to what you have talked about recently. You, okay. I know your lenses. I know what you talk. I know you have. Um, uh-huh. I too also owned that 14 to 24 lens when it first came out. I had yeah. my yeah. first my one of my biggest purchases with my Amex card initially was a Nikon D3 a uh, 24 to 70 lens and the 14 to 24 lens all came in one package. It was Ooh, over 10,000. And Max 000. was loving you. Oh, they did. <laughs> and um, uh, I loved that lens for the longest time until mm-hmm. one of my clients said, Hey, are you available this day to shoot a, a party in my house? It's like a holiday thing, it's a big event. You know, she's got a lot of money and a lot of friends and big house. And I said, Yeah, yeah, of course. And she says, Great, but don't bring the fat lens. And I knew exactly what she's talking about because that 14 mil stretches mm-hmm. people out on the edges. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let me look into something else. I tried Nikon's uh, 17 to 35, and I love it. I have two of them. The zoom is fast. You can. It's not as heavy. You can put a filter on the front, and I did a test, and that difference between 14 to 17 is so minor you barely even see it and for the and like I said, it doesn't stretch out the people. And I also mm-hmm. tried the 14 prime, which is – I'm not a fan of it all. But uh, uh, to me, that 17 to 35 lens is a real, real go-to for – certainly for receptions, definitely for prep, definitely for like church to get that nice wide shot that, that everyone loves. It's a great overall lens and good enough for big groups because it's not going to stretch out the corners. And mm-hmm. you can be close and talk to people, and still just pick it up and shoot at a seventeen or twenty.
0: And uh, I do love that lens. Now, it, now uh, is that a two point eight? Yeah, is okay.
2: It, it, it's not the ED or or G one. It still has the aperture ring on it. You just you know you got to lock it at twenty two and, and and lock it. But uh, it's it's a 2.8 lens, sure.
1: And for our listeners that are new, uh, just to kind of dig a little deeper on what jim's talking about when he's talking about the edges and stretching out the edges or the fat lens um what he's talking about is this and actually i could give you a perfect example of when i first started i was shooting uh wedding parties and i was shooting with a 16 to 35 millimeter lens and i was having them all line up or whatever and i was getting pretty close and i posted a photo on on facebook this is like 2009 2010 or something like that and the edges what happens is uh is literally the edges will make people look wider. Okay? So like if you're a new photographer and you're hearing that uh it's basically, the wider the lens, the more prone that it's going to be uh, to this effect. But it also has to do with the build quality, too. And I think, Jim, you're talking the 17-35 to 35 has a particular build quality where it's not as bad at a, a wide-angle wide lens. And they, yeah. They call it uh, aspherical. What is, what are the, is there a term, you know, term for that when, when it's an aspherical lens is, when it's... I think
2: all lenses are aspherical at this point. It's just the construction of the elements, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's sometimes it's the lens itself. Like, I've never. One of my goals as a photographer in life is to hold Nikon's holy grail lens of their. I don't know if you know, you know this lens I'm talking about, do you?
1: Is it like a, like whole,
2: a 0.1 or something? No, kind of, no, no. Like, no. No, actually, not at all. Uh, it's, it's a 0.95?
0: Uh,
2: no. Their, their holy grail lens is a uh, 13 mil. Oh, yeah. I, I can't I'm forgetting it right now.
1: Well, it depends. I, I, I think Neil and I are thinking about the same – the other Holy Grail lens, the 0. So. 0.95 aperture or something like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But this is one enormous piece of glass that's uh, super wide. It's only a five six, but it literally is about a foot wide in diameter and is only about it's 300 like of them made. I'm sorry?
0: <laughs> it's like a basketball?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it uh, it's just one domed piece of glass about 10 or 12 inches wide. And what I—if you see pictures of it, it—it it does not distort or bend whatsoever. And there's a mm. this few, there's a few photos out there of like one person shooting a checkered pattern floor and just pointing it straight down, and it, and it's perfectly perpendicular. Mm. And every—it's like an architecture's dream this lens. But no one has it, and they sell for like maybe thirty thousand dollars because it's just—they're <laughs> not out there anymore. But I—I I would love to just hold it and see it and f- and feel it and see what it looks like. The uh, Nikon had an 8mm fisheye that had a huge front element, and when I was in the film business, a photographer I know or a cinematographer owned that lens and had the mount changed from the bayonet, whatever it is, from Nikon to a PL mount to fit the motion picture lens, and that sucker was really cool. It was about six inches wide or so, one domed glass like sticking out 180 degrees, and it was just so cool to see and look through and... To see, and it was a full frame fisheye, so it looked amazing. You know, there was it was. It's mm-hmm. unlike the fisheye that we have. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an <clears throat> unbelievable lens. But uh, that's what happens. It's it's not so much. I think it's just a construction of the lens. You know, Canon mm-hmm. or or Leica or any other people might have makers might have a lens wide or even wider than the 14, and not make the people fat <laughs> in the edges or stretch out the corners. You know, I want to I want to yeah. do
1: something here. Um, Sure Just because I'm thinking in my head And sometimes that's good Sometimes that's bad But uh, what I want to do is this Um, I want to say I'm going to say morning In the morning At a wedding And just really simply Both of you guys Like fire back at me What you want What you have on your camera When you show up to a wedding In the morning For a wedding Jim what do you got on your camera When you show up to a wedding in the morning
2: Uh quick well what's in my quick. bag or what's on my camera what's on your camera no, no, what's, what's on, on your camera? camera? what do you
1: want to shoot in the morning you're, you're the girls are uh, getting yes. ready what
2: are you shooting 24
1: 1.4 okay and you, you're allowed to have two camera bodies if you shoot that way i don't okay 24
0: 1.4 neil 51 point or 1.4 okay and i'm a what, walking yeah walking walking right, right into, the the into the bride's house, house in yep. the morning yep and yep, when, my fifty. Okay, yep.
1: and when I walk in, I'm a 35 and a 135 in the morning. Let's let's keep going mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the day, and then maybe we'll come back to some of this. Okay,
2: okay, I like I like this. Um,
1: That's good. So okay, so we're done with the bride's house in the morning. Now, can we can we give reasons of why?
0: Sure, maybe we should for each each part. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that because then we might forget the, okay, it. Th- yeah, let's because okay. for my because for my fifty, yep. the reason why is because. I as soon as I open up the door, I don't know what I'm going to see. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the the because there's all, always sometimes little girls running around. Um, so I need a lens that that's going to give me if if they're far away, I'll be good. If they're close up to me, I'll be good. So that's why I go with a fifty. Um, because you just never know what's going to be uh, be beyond that that opening door. So, what about you, Jim? Why?
2: Um, well. I'm in, I'm in a house. I don't know how much light there's going to be. So let me pop on a wide prime. It's my widest prime I have. And a lot of the times uh, they might be in a closed room. And even if they're not in a closed room, I really love the way 24 looks. It's not too wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I like a 35, uh, Andy, it's sometimes, to me, not wide enough for in close environments. Mm-hmm. So the 17 and 35 is great too. But again, I'm trying to maximize... The lowest ISO possible. So let me put on my fastest lens, and to me, the twenty four is is great for that.
1: Yep. Uh, so for me, I, I think I'm, I don't know if I said it the right way. I, I thirty five and one oh five. I don't know if I said that before. I might have said one thirty five, but it's a thirty five and a one oh five.
0: You have that one thirty five in your. The one thirty five is coming. It's, it's,
1: it's the ship date. They just it should be any day now. It should, it should be coming. To me. Um, I heard that podcast. But uh, but yeah. So so for me, I do the the thirty five because. I like to get wide, and that's typically usually wide enough for me. And I, and what I usually do is I do have my bag. If I need to get wider, I have the ability, but usually I just end up shooting that the 35 and the 105 the whole time. And, and that 105 in particular I love in the morning. Um, sometimes it's a little too tight, obviously, right? You know, like 105 is a pretty long focal length for, for stuff that you're doing in the morning usually. But the, it, well, for me, I find that that 105 can, um, when I want to uh, – back off some of the awkwardness, you know, in the morning, you know, when you're there with the girls and that kind of thing. And if, and if you want to kind of back off and shoot some documentary stuff, you can do that. But the other important thing for me about that 105 is that it lets me shoot macro like in the morning and these little detail shots that I used to never get, but now I'm shooting all these little detail macro shots in the morning, um, of stuff that normally I wouldn't think to shoot if I didn't have that on my camera. So I kind of almost think mm-hmm. about it like I have the 35 and then the other ones more for macro, but I also have the ability to do long, long, use it as a portrait lens when I want. So it ends up being pretty versatile for me. That's why I do that. Okay. Um, so let's go to, cool. uh, we're done with the bride's house and we arrive to a typical, and we're just kind of, it's a typical Western wedding today. Okay. So, so we, <laughs> we get to a nice big church uh, for, the, for the ceremony. And what do we have on our camera and why
2: Jim? uh that's 17 to 35 i want to do some wide establishment shots of the outside of the church as i'm walking to the church i might just have it around my neck or just put my bag down real quick boom so it's done because i might run in the church and be you know crazy with just getting set up and i mean things running like too much on time let's say and whatever the case is so do that get the altar you know turn around get that altar view and then once I have a few wide shots, uh, I'll go to a tighter lens. But that seven, that 17 to 35 is the first lens I'll pick up. Okay.
1: So, so, but so, when you first are shooting at the church, that's, your, that's the first thing you do. But then, as the like ceremony starts, what do you have? What do you have? Uh, in good your, question. Let's go. Let's you know, talk, Let's the, talk through the whole ceremony, I guess, and why we're swapping lenses in general, and what we would generally do.
2: Okay. Uh, as people are kind of coming in, and I'm set up, and I'm ready to go, and I'm just milling around. I might pop on an 85 to get some candid's or a 50 to get some candid's, and then once it's rolling though, once the processional starts and someone and everyone's coming down the aisle, I am typically uh, to well, altar left, I <laughs> suppose, to the right of the altar. If you're looking uh, at the altar, oh, you just use some you just yep. use
1: some stage term for for stage left, stage yeah, yeah, left, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, all right.
2: This is camera left, stage left, yeah. stage okay. right, upstage, downstage, yeah. so. Uh, and I do that because I like the people looking left to right. I like them looking towards the future when they're coming down. Typically, those photos in the album are on the left hand side of the book, so they're all facing in towards the design mm-hmm. of the book. It's all stuff we should be thinking about. You know, screen direction certainly applies to still photography if you're going to put together a Definitely. final product, which is the album, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like that 17 to 35. I know it's a little tight, but if I'm right by where the bride and her dad is going to stop and the whole veil thing happens there and the groom comes over, if I'm right in that little section, um, that 17 lens is great, which I didn't have the other day <laughs> at this little wedding or the ceremony area was, was small for on Friday and, I uh, had a different lens, which I'll mention. And, uh, I found myself like right in the middle of all this. It was fine though. I was wide enough to get it, but, um, uh, I still might use that 17 to 35. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, uh, Neil. How about you? Big church. What do you show up with and I'm, where do I'm, you go to? You
0: know, I'm very, I'm very similar to Jim. Um, when this is when I bring two bodies out uh, because I usually only use one body when the girls are getting ready. But when as soon as I get out of my car, I have two bodies on me. With one body, I have my 14 to 24, and that's to get the establishing shot. Film term there, Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, and then uh, I'm, I'm on my other uh, camera, I have the um, uh, 70 to 200. And that's and I, I I pretty much put the uh, put the other camera down with a fourteen twenty four and I shoot with the seventy two hundred just um, because you know the guys are getting their boutonnieres on there's little boys running around um, and then uh, I pretty much have those two two lenses on me with the, the for pretty much the entire time um, just like Jim I I, I stand camera uh, stage left uh, right behind the mom because I, I love staying right behind the mom just because. The bride, as she's walking with her dad, she always gives the mama a look, and I, I like to be nice and up close with that, and I, I'm usually shooting my 14 to 24 with that just to show that wide scene. Um, and, you know, it, and as Jim said, you know, you, you while the bride's coming down the aisle, you shoot the groom, and he's looking left to right, which always does look good in an album um, because as soon as they turn the page, uh, that, there's the groom's reaction. Um and then uh and then yeah, uh pretty much the only time I, I other than that during the ceremony I use the fourteen twenty four is when I go to the back of the church to get that grand view shot of the church. Um and that's pretty much the last time I touched that lens until until later in the day. Um so I kinda put that down and then shoot seventy two hundred all throughout portraits and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. so what about what about you Andy
1: uh, similar story. I, I show up and I do the establishing shot with a wide wide angle lens, which is usually uh, my twenty millimeter uh, is usually is my widest actually lens that I have in my kit right now. I used to have wider lenses, but when I moved to Nikon for the last two years, my widest lens has been twenty mil. Um, mm-hmm. so I usually do an establishing shot of the church, uh, but then that's the only time I, or when I walk in, I also do another one, you know, just like of the church empty if I'm there before people have got there. Uh, and I might put that lens on my camera body one more time during the middle of the ceremony when it's kind of like low key. Um, but typically throughout the ceremony, I'll have still my 35 and, uh, usually my one Oh five comes off and a, 70 to 200 goes on if it's a huge church. Uh, if it's a smaller church, I'd prefer to keep that 105 on. Um, and in the future, when my 135 comes in the mail, uh, it might just be my 135, even if it's a big church, even if it's a big church, because 135 is usually enough. And, and on these camera bodies, you can usually crop in to the point where you know, you're know you still going to have enough resolution that, that that 135 is usually enough, unless it's like a super big church. And that's the only time I'd put that seventy to two hundred back on so so when I did I would prefer to never have to shoot the seventy to two hundred as much as I love that lens I have the seventy to two hundred the nikon v r two um and it's a beautiful lens it's super sharp, it's really nice, but I would prefer not to shoot it at all if I could avoid helping it only because it's just such a heavy lens throughout the day um and i you know I would prefer to shoot more shallow if I could you know um I don't know i I feel i 've always just liked uh, i would I would sell it if I could, but the, the only time that I, the, the only reason I would keep that seventy to two hundred um, is just in those times where you really need like like more than one fifty to two hundred or something like that like when I need one fifty to two hundred or if I really want to compress um, sometimes you really want to compress the background to bring in whatever the whatever's in the background closer but but other than that. Uh, so yeah, it's usually, it's it's still typically 35 and then a longer lens for me at the ceremony. Okay, so ceremony's mm. over. We're going to uh, we're going to wedding party. Uh, let's let's just talk wedding party for a second. Uh, so wedding party, Jim. What do you shoot, what do you, if you in your ideal world you can go anywhere? What's your ideal uh, lens to shoot a wedding party with?
2: Okay, well you just did a perfect segue unrehearsed to what I was going to mention. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, my my lens setup, let me just get this out of the way briefly. The uh, the zoom lenses, uh, we have duplicates sometimes because Natalie and I will split up and uh, she'll do a wedding and I'll do a wedding. So, we have two of those 17 to 35s, we have two 50mm 1.4s. I have a 1.485 and a 1.885. Um, usually, the 1.885. I'm saying it backwards. The 85 1.8 stays at the studio, and I'll take it with me if we're going to split up. And then we also have two of the seventy two hundreds VR2s. Um, on a quick side note, I did check out the new one, mm. and it is a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's, it's you pick it up. You, you know it right away. It's a little lighter. The focus is a lot faster. Mm. Um and the zoom and the focus rings were, are flipped now, but that's not a real big deal. And it has re- the, the buttons return on the on the lens itself to do a focus if you want to do that. It's pretty cool. It's very expensive, but I, if you had the VR two, anyone out there listening, I don't see a, a big deal to, to run and buy it unless it is your lens that you use like nearly one hundred percent of the time. Then then yeah, then it is. But I'm with you, Andy. I use that lens a lot, but not all that much. So anyway, so. I, and then the twenty-four to seventy two point eight, which I have a love-hate relationship. I hate it because it's pretty big for that range. Physically, the lens itself mm-hmm. is pretty long. Mm-hmm. And twice now, I've had to send it to Nikon to get the rubber replaced because the zoom is so stiff on that lens. Mm-hmm. And I've asked them, "Can you loosen it for me?" And they're like, "No, they can't. That's just the way it is." And the new one is the same way. It's very, it's very hard to turn that zoom. It's not a quick. Flip of a of a finger like the yeah. like the other lenses are, so and also when shooting groups like you said with families and and whether you're outside or inside doesn't matter. The twenty four was nice and the seventy was nice, but not quite tight enough. So I found myself popping back and forth between the twenty four to seventy and the seventy to two hundred until my one of my assistants had the uh, twenty four to one twenty f four across the board. It's not mm. a two eight. Uh, but man, that lens is, is maybe four or five inches in length. It's very light. It does telescopic a little bit. So the front element will come out when you zoom. Not really a pro level look mm-hmm. when you're zooming. I get it. But at this point, I'm like, I don't care. I'm, I'm <laughs> sporting a really nice Nikon D5. So if anyone's looking at me thinking, why is he with a lens? Uh, it's my choice. And the choice. Right. And that millimeter is absolutely fantastic. I'm using that lens more and more this past year. When I got it, I think I got it midsummer, and I use it a lot. It it is such a good range. You can do any part. If I'm in a pinch with the bride and groom and we're running out of time, I won't take anything but that lens and go out with them. Hmm. Hmm. The difference between 120 and 200 is not that much, and a lot of times I don't mind being out of four. I like being at a two 2.8, but hey, if, I'm, if I want them both in focus, I'm going to be at a 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's my go-to point. lens for, for groups and portraits. And I call it – we have a wide zoom, so I can't call it the wide zoom, and I can't call it the long zoom, and I can't call it the medium zoom. So <laughs> it ends up being uh, – I, I call it the gamut lens because it covers the gamut
1: of <laughs> okay. anything. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Neil, what do you prefer to shoot wedding parties with?
0: Gosh, I have all three of my lenses out and ready to go. I have um, that this is where uh, my wife doesn't shoot as much during during the uh, the bridal par- par- portrait part. Um, she she more assists with the lighting and everything. So what I do is I have my one camera with the fourteen twenty four, and then my other camera with uh, seventy two hundred, and then with her camera I have the fifty. So I have all three cameras ready to go with all my lenses, and pretty much I can get three different looks without even moving the bride and groom and that just makes things go really, really fast, uh, bridal party, everything. Um, and that's just keep it really, really simple. And I've, I've all three of my babies, uh, ready to go. What uh, my
1: perfect world, you know, I, I was just talking about selling my seventy two hundred, 200, but I guess maybe I shouldn't now that we're having this conversation, uh, because <laughs> no. really in my perfect world, I would almost always prefer to be shooting at 200 millimeters at,
0: at a wedding party. Um, And this is just me. Uh, I'm. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute. Are we? I'm. I'm sorry. Are we talking about bridal party, wedding party, like uh, right right after the church? Oh, sorry. Right after the ceremony, like portraits, or in between. I'm. I'm sorry. I totally. You're right. I totally skipped. I totally skipped
1: like family portraits and uh, any wedding party photos at the church. I skipped that.
0: Okay. So what I just said, I'm talking about in between portraits. Jim,
1: where were you when we were having that conversation? Like,
2: uh, like 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 I thought we were talking about like family, maybe bridal party before you move on from the church. Okay, or right because, okay
1: the church. so you're so so you're the one. No, on. no, no, okay. no, 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 no. You were you were right. You were <laughs> right. Um so okay. so let me let me get on the right page. Okay, let me get on the page, you know, the page you guys are at. So sure, if I'm in the church shooting uh, family photos, wedding party, any of that kind of stuff at the church, uh usually I'll be I'll Stick with like I see I want I still want to compress even there but usually sometimes it's a little bit harder to but the I'll I'm gonna give a listeners listener tip listener tip here compress at at the church because then what happens is is all those people that are in the aisles that are in the way that are all you know that want to shoot photos are like oh sorry everybody you gotta move gotta move I'm shooting with the 200 millimeter gotta get out of the way mm. sorry gotta go bye <laughs> you know like it kind of helps uh like deter some of the traffic that you would normally have up there if they're all in the photographer's way. Um, and I think that it does yeah, look a little yeah. bit nicer when you compress, even in, in a church. So, but as much as I say that right now, that almost never happens because it's just too hard. And usually, I, I end up opting to like stand on a chair and shoot with like a thirty-five millimeter, or um, maybe a fifty, if I if I want to get in a little bit tighter and I've got enough room. Um, but usually, I'm probably with with like a thirty-five for, for those shots there, something like that. And okay. you're all
2: you're all primes for the most part. Yeah, though, I'm right? all primes Maybe.
1: except for that seventy to two hundred. Yep. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I go back and forth on that. Um, uh, I, I do like it. It is it is a nice way to work, you know. Um, I, I, but sometimes just the practicality of having a zoom on your on your one camera is is uh, is very easy. Yeah, and very, you know, you don't have to carry more yeah. equipment around with you. It all depends on the it situation. Does. It, it does. really does. And
1: this mm-hmm. whole thing, uh, Lens Choice always is totally dependent on the situation. So we're kind of like given our general thoughts of what we would generally do in general situations. But at the end of the day, like some situations mm-hmm. are literally just totally different when we get there. And we have to use the knowledge that we have of, of, of shooting hundreds of weddings, you know, and like, hey, this last time the situation yeah. happened. And uh, I better do this this time, you know, <laughs> you know.
2: Um you know what, um, one of my favorite weddings I did last year, before, I forget, um, was one in Manhattan uh, at the Ritz-Carlton Battery Park. And we started off at a hotel nearby, and then they wanted to just kind of get in a cab and go around certain parts of mm-hmm. downtown Manhattan. And I had borrowed Nikon's 35 1.4, because I wanted, I never had one, and I wanted mm-hmm. to try it out. So NPS member, you can get it for, mm-hmm. for a weekend for free. So I had the twenty-four. 35, 50, and 85, all 1.4. And then throughout the morning during prep, I'm like, I said to Natalie, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shoot primes all day today. I am not picking up a zoom at all. And once I said that and committed to it, it was really good for me. It was it, it, it was—it hard when I wanted to get wider, but I couldn't. And I had just, well, just change the lens, no big deal. But just move yourself around, being on a rooftop, trying to get the, the Freedom Tower in the background here and there. Um, I really did like that challenge that I just did to myself and in the blog post, I mentioned that and I took a picture of the lenses I use and I ended up giving uh, I ended up not buying the 35 but because it was just too many lenses. I didn't really need that many. but now and then I'll do the same thing like I'll, I'll sit here for, I'll, during prep. I'm like, you know what I'm not picking up the 17 as much as I like. It. I'm gonna stick to the, the primes and shoot the whole thing at a 1.4 or maybe a 2.0 just to get that look and it's challenging and it's nice. it keeps yourself on your toes. It's those little things you do. As a wedding photographer mm-hmm. or any kind of photographer really that you – it makes the day a little different because if someone is doing this and they're not into the technicalities of being a, of being a photographer, then I, don't, I don't know what they're doing because our world is so technical on everything we do. So sometimes doing something as easy as like just playing with – one lens more only because the poor lens did not get used for two months, and you 're like, "Oh, let me just use this lens today more and more." and it, it makes you as a photographer a, li- be a little more creative definitely
1: you know? mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah. and that's I think yeah. you know part of the idea behind shooting primes is like it forces you to uh, well, it, it helps you too. it helps you like like I think all of us shoot 50s right so in our heads, when I say 50 mil- yeah. millimeter, all of us immediately like no oh, 50 millimeters looks like this. In this situation, it'll be too tight. In that situation, it'll be too, you know it'll, you know, it'll be too tight or it won't be wide enough or it'll be exactly what you want it to be. But we know what a 50 looks like in our head. And, and I feel like the more that I shoot primes, like I know what these various focal lengths are going to do, you know, in various situations. But So it's partly that, but it's also that it does... Like, I think, Jim, what you were just saying, it's like, okay, 35, I'm shooting a 35 in this situation, and I can't crop in right now as I'm shooting. Like, I can't zoom in and crop it out, so I've got to do something creatively with my composition that maybe I wouldn't normally do. And then it ends up being something that's a little bit different. Um, You know, I but at the same time, I... You know, I, I and I don't know. I I could go. I would be totally fine. Shoot shooting a twenty four to seventy. You know, uh, shooting that at a wedding, and and there is something about that where I'm going to shoot pretty consistently in a certain style. But I guess it depends on what you what your style is and what you want your look to look like. But I, but I think that the the primes help you think outside of the box a little bit more than you normally would in terms of composition. Um,
2: what ended up what ended up happening that day was when I was doing. Family stuff. Uh, I couldn't go outside. We were on a, a rooftop area. And the outside area was... Uh, it was initially the ceremony. And then they switched it over to, uh, re- to cocktail hour. I couldn't go out there because there was too many people. And there was too much sun in one section, whatever the case was. So for some of the, the portraits of family, I had this great window light and a nice soft wall with a nice painting in the background. And I did a lot of it there. And yeah, the, sometimes the 24 was way too wide. Thirty-five was just right, but then you get two more people in there. Then I got to go to twenty-four, and I go going to fifty. I'm right against the glass a lot, and I also mm-hmm. end up, t- you know, posing them a little differently. Maybe a little closer together so they fit the frame, or maybe a little looser so they can kind of hide something. And normally I wouldn't just do that, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, this is there, and that communication. I liked because then it just you know just you, you don't want to be the behind the camera, just click click click. All right, next. You know, you got to talk mm-hmm. to your people a lot. You got to mm-hmm. interact. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done it since since that day, but. Um, I might again soon now. Actually, so now that we talked. Um, okay,
1: so now let's get to the part that I thought we were at before, which is now we go out and now we're shooting okay. just the wedding party, and that's at least my order. I don't know if that's your order too. I like to shoot wedding party and get them the hell out of there as soon as I'm, so I can work with a couple, you know. Um, but I, I end up mm-hmm. going to the wedding yeah. party next. So, but so wedding party, you're out there going on location wherever you guys have talked about. Uh, what is your lens of choice and why?
2: Yeah, uh, sure, sure, me? sure. Go, okay. Yep. Uh, wedding party only. If it's a fun wedding party and they want to do the crazy stuff, yeah, I'll have that seventeen to thirty-five on because I want to be right next to them. I want to get that wide look. Uh, I want to be. I want to feel like I'm within the group mm-hmm. right there. Right. If not, uh, then I'll, I'm, I'm going to have that that gamut mm-hmm. lens of mm-hmm. the twenty-four to one-twenty because then as soon as like, okay, let's get everybody in. Then okay. Boys, hang out over here for one second. I'm gonna do the girls real quick. Get the girls done, then get her and her bride or maid of honor. I got that on that lens. I don't have to change lenses. My bag is over by the tree. I don't have to touch it, you know. And um, so I might end up not even going with that 17. I'm I'm telling you, that that 24 to 120, guys. It's a fantastic range. Anyone who's listening, there's a there's a Sigma
1: lens. There's a Sigma Art series lens. There's more zoom Sigma Art zooms than I thought that there were. Uh, I, which is shocking okay. to me, and I feel like they have one that's like in that range. Um, I was like really super, super shocked to like see see that recently. Um, as, as a matter of fact, hmm.
2: they might. That lens is not expensive hmm. from Nikon at all. It's brand new. It's not expensive. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is offhand, but um, it's. I'm actually it's not gonna much.
1: look that up right now. while You yeah. guys are talking, but uh, sure. okay.
2: So Neil, what are you? <laughs> so anyway, those are my two lenses. I, I rarely will take the the. Uh, what. what well, I'm sorry. What
0: happened? Yeah. What?
2: Uh, We're
0: good. Did no. No. I think so. Yeah. Did, did you, you still ask a it? question? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we got you. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So, but basically, uh, well, let me actually, since I just looked it up, uh, there is a Sigma 24 to 105 f4, an art series lens. Just FYI for people that are listening, I'm, I would be curious. 104.
2: One of, I'm sorry. 20, 24,
1: 24 to 104?
2: 105 f4. Okay. Well, mm. hey, you got that's that's really not much different from the That's not bad, but if you're going to be an F4 anyway, one not do the 24 to 120. Oh, oh, oh more one more thing.
1: It. There's a there's a Sigma <laughs> 50 to 100 1. 1.8 art
2: lens, too. Yeah. 1.8. 8, yeah. I have seen that. it's heavy. 1.8. Yeah. Huh. I've seen that. That's 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 a heavy piece of glass. Yeah.
1: Uh anyway, uh Neil, you're shooting wedding party. What do you what do you prefer?
0: <laughs> i already covered this in the last segment which is which is okay. all my three camera bodies okay that's where i was confused so i already covered oh, okay that, so okay if, gotcha so so um, so we yeah.
1: were so you and yeah, i were yeah. both wrong we were in the wrong spot okay jim was in the right spot right. So that's, Correct, what, happens. Right. that's neil, what happens neil what happens the we'll, guests we'll, know what's going on but we don't up? know what's going on <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah neil what's, what's the what's the bodies you have on that you're at with D750s uh, right now. All 750s? Okay. And and,
0: and my backup is my uh, D3S. My old D3S. That's, okay. The, the, that's the body that I pretty much only keep my 14 to 24 on because I only use that so often okay um so th- that that's all that's always over my shoulder and on my hip is my 750 and my wife has the other 750
2: yeah uh, my uh fiance natalie she'll have the she has a d3s <clears throat> i have a d3s in a studio and then i have the a, d a d5 that i carry that she covets quite often <laughs> when she did you have up, anyth- she's like wow this is nice
0: <laughs> did you have anything in between did you ever go to the d4 or um, uh, no D100 i had or i had the d3
2: then went d3s because that was a, actually a big jump it was yeah a much better uh, image quality on the ISO uh D4 I didn't care about D4S mm-hmm. was nice. it was a little lighter, a lot faster had another stop, but did when you, I got wind about the D5, it? I was like, I got to do the D5 okay um, it is um it is amazing i it I'm telling you, I shoot differently st- just because of that camera. Mm. the focus is so fast everything is so fast It's, it's so it's an unbelievable camera. It really is. When uh, when uh,
0: was that released? About a year ago. Yeah.
2: A year ago. Yep. Okay. I, yeah, okay. I have the I have the seventy third one ever made. I pre ordered that sucker in the <laughs> fall of the, in the previous year.
1: Um, yeah. So when nice. it comes to wedding parties uh, for me, I, I was started to answer this incorrectly before, uh, but so. So yeah, I usually prefer to shoot at two hundred. Like Jim said that he likes to get up there if if he likes the the wedding party and everything like that. But I don't like my wedding parties. I just kinda like to like back away from them, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Compress them, you know. No, but I but I but I actually like do like I like to get I, I hate to say it I hate to say it, and i 'm sorry. Uh, I hope this doesn 't make me a terrible wedding photographer, but but I, with a wedding party, I like to do <laughs> wedding party stuff as quick as possible and just get the basics covered that and looking good so that I can move on as soon as humanly possible to the couple. So, so for me, like I just shoot everything at 200 and then I'm able to just like, I have the backgrounds compressed, they look good. And then I can just shift people in and out. And then it just makes that go a little bit quicker. I feel like rather than having stuff in the background that I don't want or whatever, it definitely is not as intimate a feel, you know what I mean? And and if I was trying to go for artistic shots more than maybe I am, then maybe I would shoot with something other than that. But in terms of just getting clean shots that that look good, I usually end up shooting those at 200. If I, if I at all can shoot those at 200, even if it's a huge wedding party, even yeah, if it's a huge a wedding look. party, I back way off and that's- then just shoot at 200. So
2: I've, I've done that too. That is a really nice look. It it does compress the background a lot, singles them out. If they're all on the same plane, I have no problem shooting them all at a two eight. Um, I want to have that background out of focus. It's a, uh, like I said, there's, yeah. nothing, there's no wrong or right when it comes to focal yep. lens decision upon mm-hmm. any situation. Really, it's just a, yeah, a different... yeah, absolutely, level. and a lot of That's it all. is just mm-hmm. creative mm-hmm. decision
1: too. So, um, mm-hmm. okay, so we are now uh, going to shots with a couple. What are, what is our lens of choice with with uh, working with a couple? And and let's now like we might have different choices in different situations, but but if we let's let's do this. If we had to pick one lens to shoot uh, to sh- to work with a couple. What would that lens be uh, for for your art style? What
2: well, you mean one lens or one focal length? Ah, uh, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's
1: let's say what is your focal length, and you can tell us the lens too. But you still got to pick a focal length. Uh, if, and what is your focal length that you prefer to have shots
2: with that couple? Well, if 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 you said to me you can't go out with a zoom, or if you are, I'm, I'm yeah, that, it that's what I, that's what I'm saying. This that's what millimeter. I'm saying. <laughs> then. Uh, i would have to s i would have to say, say eighty five is is nice fifty is nice fifty's good too um eighty five somehow just gets that it's, it singles them out a little more whether you're at a one four or two eight it, it's just something about that millimeter that i do like um but again if you're in a, a garden area and you're limited to how far you are and as far as you can see is only twenty five feet and this is your area I'm not taking the 85 out there. I'm I'm taking the 50 or maybe even the 24 just because mm-hmm. I don't have much space. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, you got look you got to assess where you, where you're going and look at the the gardens first or the, your area first or at least hope that you
0: have a a good space to work uh,
1: Neil, you got one lens. Mm-hmm. What is it? I
0: would I would, the, uh, I would I would go with the uh the 70 to 200 at 2.8 and I would pretty much if I had to choose, I'd probably stay at, right at 200. Um, Hmm. I like to get nice and intimate Um, because if you think about it, the way the album's going to flow, you start off with a bridal party and everything. You kind of have your establishing shots. Your audience knows where you are in your location. Um, And then once, once the wide angle shots and those fun party shots are done, I want to, I just want the bride and groom. I want those intimate moments and I want to be far away from them. I kind of want, I kind of want them to be very intimate with each other, not have a photographer in their face Um, and that's kind of what I tell them. I say, you know, this is first time you're being alone for the first time. and just don't act like I'm here. And that's where you get those really nice, intimate moments. Um, so yeah, shallow depth of field. Um, like I said, you really, sometimes you really don't need to know, you know, have have to have these magical huge shots because they're already done. Um, but if, if, but you know, I like to mix things up and, you know, grab my other body with my 50 and fourteen twenty four. Yes, you did. That was
1: totally cheated. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm I'm kind of surprised by your answer, but kind of not too, because um, our answers are the same. You know, I would maybe not 200. You know what lens I would have, right? What which lens? 130. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if, if, if had I had it, it I'd be shooting know, it a at a for the life of yeah. 135. that's yeah. yeah, been, yeah. been a pain for the past two <laughs> right, years, right. but it's coming. It's in the mail.
2: Just, just get a t- just get a tattoo right on your yeah. forearm. 135 <laughs> um, mil right there. So
1: yeah, so my choice would be the 135, and I would back off and use that lens, and because I like to compress them. But it's an interesting choice from from you, and we've talked about this before. I think we might have even mentioned this on the podcast because a lot of your portfolio work, I feel like, you know, is the wider angle stuff, sh- very dramatic, um, yeah. you know, backgrounds and that kind of thing. And it's yeah, not a yeah. uh, two hundred stuff, but um, but that's interesting that, no. that that would be your choice because I'm I'm the same way. Like I want to show the intimate connection, well, you know, of
0: them. Well, that, that's why I cheated right. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> because you know i always I got to get one one final one and those are the ones that i really like to show um but as as far as the way the uh the album flows um and what i've done so far leading up to this point i gotta have mm-hmm. those intimate moments
1: okay so we've uh <clears throat> we've arrived to the reception uh and we're about to start the the introductions let's skip x cocktail hour because i i can't stand cocktail hour i just i don't even want to talk about it on the podcast that's how much i i do not like cocktail hour you guys feel the same about that at all um but let's say let's say introductions are starting uh uh what what do we have on our on our cameras jim
2: Uh, uh you know since the since the i had the d5 it has a insane ISO, I I don't ever go near 80,000 or 100,000, it just breaks up way too much these people, these camera makers gotta slow down a little bit with those numbers because it's unusable at pretty much any camera at its top ISO Yeah, is barely usable I would only use it if if an alien came down and was talking to me and was no light out there then okay, <laughs> I'll put it on 100,000 ISO because I want to nail this, but other than that you're always going to be, I would think about a stop yeah. under this. its max and with this one again, it's just too high. So, but I, I can be at like I'm, I'm, I don't mind being at 6,400 during reception. Ideally, around a float around 2,500 to 3,200. So I'm all off-camera flash, and you know I can control that at that power from my camera. And uh, I again going back to that gamut lens, the 24 to 120. It's wide enough. So if they're coming close to me on the dance floor, when they're coming in, say they're doing some kind of weird woo horsey lasso, grab you kind of <laughs> thing, right? And they end up doing it right in front of me. I got that, and but I'm usually back enough so that when I zoom in to the end of the dance floor, uh, it's the medium close up. And then if they do a dance right after, immediately, and you got a couple hundred people, if not more, right around the edge, I don't have to run back and, and change lens and grab a longer one. I can just stay on that 120 to 24 to 120 and be okay. I will. I do like to pop on the 7200, of course. But if you know when Natalie's with me, she'll. She'll go back and grab that lens and get some cool stuff and get low and get like the lights out of focus in the background and mm-hmm. ambient light and all that kind of stuff. And um, she got some great stuff this past weekend at this cool place. Just looking at the back of the camera because uh, I saw her over there and we work like that. If I see her over in a the corner, there's no way I'm going to go right over her head and shoot the same angle. It's like you know, for anyone listening, if you have an assistant and that person's right next to you the whole day, tell them to go somewhere else because you got that angle. That's yeah. all you know. It's it's kind of silly. So we, we work well together like that and and. I can see what lens she's using, so I won't. Yep. Back and forth, you know, but uh, I, that lens is great. Unless only when dancing is going on and something's crazy happening, well, I'll put on the 17. But I'll flip between that 24 to 120 for toasts, for speeches, for dances, and for all that, and then I'll go to the 17 for um, parties. Okay,
1: stuff. Neil, you're at the reception. Mm. What do you got?
0: Intros, 50 millimeter. And, and the reason why, I can run right up. I can back off. I can pretty much do, what I, do whatever I want with that lens, and I'm comfortable with it. And uh, Danielle, my assistant, she, um, my wife, um, she has the 7200, uh, and because she's backed... She's back by the, the table or on the dance floor. She's getting reaction shots of the parents. So she's got the seventy two hundreds to where she can pretty much stand in one spot and get all that too. Or she can zoom right in on you know, on, on the uh on the intro, like the funky dances and all that stuff. Um so yeah, that's it. Nice and simple. Hey
2: Neil, can I ask you real quick? Yo, what's Um
0: up? so you you have the fifty on there. Mm-hmm.
2: And you're using uh, strobes using speed lights of some sort off camera or on camera? At at,
0: at, 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 no, at this point I'm using, um, on camera flash, just okay. bouncing off the walls. Okay. At, at this point, once, once we start getting into, you know, the first dances or the speeches, yep. that's when I use off camera flashes. Um, just cause you know, if, if I'm using off camera flash, uh, for the intros, you know, I, I'm gonna have to readjust my lights really quick. Okay. Um, you know point them in different different places. Uh, so pretty much, I have my off-camera flashes ready to go. Um, so all I do is take off the 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 flash off my camera and put on my um my tr my uh, transmitter Commander, or, yeah. Uh, or, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, so, so then, yeah. so what what f-stop are you floating around with that 50 when
2: they first come in? With out? that 50, probably about four. So let me ask you then, because I, I had an assistant that did that all the time. She would pop mm-hmm. on a 50, and I would see her back up because something's happening, and she'd go in. I'm like, I'm saying, why are you using a 50 when you're at a 2.8 or a 4 when you got a zoom right there that has a 24 to 70, and it has a 50 mil in that range? And at least now, you have a, a bit of, a, of a, a range in case something happens when you want to zoom in tight or widen out. So I'm, I'm just it's curious, why,
0: what's your choice that's because I don't have the twenty four seventy. Oh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, Never mind. because I, 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 I'm not, I, I'm, I've, you know, I've, I've tried it many times, and I just wasn't a fan of it. Um, I, I, for for whatever reason, I just think that some of the images are a little too soft for for that for that lens. Okay, maybe maybe it was the lens that I chose. I am interested in trying the uh, the Sigma twenty four seventy. See if that's better. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot heavier. Um, but I don't know, we'll see. But I'm I don't know, I'm just really comfortable with my fifty. Okay.
1: Uh if intro's time for me, I'm thirty-five and one oh five if it's a big reception hall and an eighty five if it's smaller. One hundred five ends up being a little bit too tight when people are walking in and all that kind of stuff for me. So I'm usually thirty-five one oh five. Um and you know, hopefully that one oh five ends up being long enough that I can move over to speeches and just keep shooting uh, with the one oh five. Um so, but what's interesting though, Neil, is you and I do the same thing. I do on-camera ca- flash um, when they're walking in because I, if I, I used to do off-camera flash mm-hmm. when people were walking in and then it's just a little too inconsistent. Unless I'm like bouncing off of the ceiling and I'm just going for like a general light, light the place up look. But um, usually end up, it's just, mm-hmm. I, I prefer to have like a more dramatic look, right? So so I take the on the off-camera flash and then I use that during speeches where I'll, I'll actually have it on a... Soft box, if it's not too annoying, you know what I mean? Because sometimes that can be a little annoying for the rest of the people at the reception mm-hmm. to have to see this soft box out there. But if I can put it behind like a banister or something where it's there, I'll, I'll throw that right in, right in somebody's to the side so there's a nice side light or something like that. But,
0: um, you, know, you know, I guess it all depends mm-hmm. on the location. Uh, because while, while you were talking about that, I'm like, you know I do use off camera flash for some intros because sometimes they get introduced mm-hmm. right into the dance floor. Um, so I guess it all really depends mm-hmm. on the location to be honest. Yeah. Um but there's not a lot of venues that I work at really have that opportunity so. Yeah, Anyways.
2: I I I sometimes have um uh one on board, one or two off camera and then uh uh then or be, be, I might go three off depending how big the room is. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a lot of it's a lot of, you know, button pressing on the commander um but it's a cool look and i'd like not having the that flash on my camera and uh but for the most part yeah just to be safe just to get light on faces and not hard shadows i'll i like to have one on and then and, uh, one the or two the D5 has off. that autofocus yeah,
1: yeah. assist beam on it
2: yeah, I don't have that though. I yeah. don't. Have, those flashes are expensive, man. And I, and I, really, <laughs> I switched over from Nikon flashes to Photics. Yeah. I don't know what strobes you guys are. I, I use the Young like Nows. You I used to
1: shoot, but um, you know, yeah. So I, I don't blame you. Okay. I know, it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't stand dealing with those yeah. uh, radio popper with the little Velcro on the side. Or if you want to yeah. use the, the 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 Pocket Wizard command, I'm like Nikon. you Yeah, accept your they, did. they did. It's just so
1: expen- camera, expensive. They're real expensive for what they are. Mm-hmm
2: but you know what it is? We have six Fotex flashes, and if I'm doing another shoot or anything else, I can just take one other flash and just tell it to be part of my uh, channel. Now it's it's great. I, I don't want to have three Nikon and then three Fotex, and then I only have to use that. And you know, it's just I haven't even played with that flash, but so it has to be that certain strobe. But it is it is cool that they did that. Okay, no, so let's do
1: let's do one last round of this, uh, which is just basically okay. anything through intros that you want to talk about at the reception through like dancing when it's crazy at the night, any other any other lens choices that are worth mentioning. I think mostly the dance stuff, like what are you shooting for dancing if you had to choose one lens. Um, but, uh, but anything in between that you want to talk about too, and then we'll kind of wrap this up.
2: Uh, okay, now and then I'll do this. I'll pop on the 7200 or the 85 and I'll go wide open. I'll go wide open on the 85 because it, I'm 2.8 on the 7200. is I'm usually at a 2.8 or maybe a 4 anyway so I'll pop on the 84 I mean the 85 I'll go 1.4 on the aperture I'll lower my ISO way down because I'm not going to adjust the strobes they're all set you know the 30 second power here 16th there whatever the case is and then I'll get high well, I'm, I'm not very tall so I can I gotta get on a chair so I'll get on a, <laughs> a chair and then I'll just shoot people dancing having fun focusing it like knowing where my off camera flash is coming from I'll see it and I'll be like okay so if I see a face facing that way I'll just try to pop off what I can and it's like fishing for a good shot and I might get one out of ten that's usable but that one out of ten is amazing looking when you got nothing else in focus but one person who's laughing and the light's hitting that person yep. and it's hard and because people are crossing your frame too and it's not easy, but it's, hey, it's something to do. And yes, I get bored sometimes. Absolutely, so like, oh, just that's just the time specific. to experiment. It's like amazing. when we have
1: when we have the shots that we need at the reception, oh, yeah. and we've got all the stuff that we need, then it's just like like throw different stuff on there. Like I used to like at one point, I was throwing like pink filters on and lighting up the room pink and lighting up the yeah. room because I just <laughs> get so bored, right? Like by the time it's like okay, I got what I need, yeah. now it's time to just totally go crazy, you know? Like so,
2: one mm. uh, not too long ago, I took uh, one of my my. Off-camera flashes, and I I put it put it on the ground, put a hard blue filter on yeah. it, cranked it up 100, percent put it on the floor by like the <laughs> yeah. by the bass player or by the bass drum, and just kicked it out, and it looked amazing. Yeah. I was like, wow, that looks so cool. But I had to have yeah. someone block it, you know. So when I would see someone block it, I would pop off a couple of frames, mm-hmm. and it that, yeah. that backlight looked That's amazing cool. on them.
1: You know, it's cool. Let's play around.
0: Neil, what about you? Dancing mm-hmm. shots. I like to go uh, wide, fourteen to twenty four, and I like to keep it at pretty much fourteen. I like to show that uh, my bride and groom are surrounded by their loved ones, get some awesome, awesome stuff. I like to drag the shutter, get mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. funky lines and all that stuff. Um, and then once in a while, I'll, I'll throw my seventy two hundred on. I'll, I'll 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 be a creeper and snipe some people. Um, but other than that, that's I'm pretty much I'm the same as you, Neil. I shoot with.
1: twenty millimeter. You know, I shoot as wide as I can, and I usually once I get my clean shots, then I'm Doing the the light streaks and all that kind of stuff, um, the and then you know and then I'll I'll swap up to you know get some different views. But if I had the one choice, it would be the wide angle. Um.
2: That's the twenty uh, yes. mil Nikon's one point eight.
1: Yeah, it's a great lens. Yeah, really nice super lens. sharp, super mm-hmm. sharp lens.
2: It's a yes, smaller it's, one. Yeah, it's, it like it's not that big. It's not that big. And it's, yeah. uh,
1: it's been, it's been mm-hmm. great when I need a wide angle. It's my go-to, that's my go to. That's what I use. But, you know, so that is my widest, widest lens. And we always need backups, right, as photographers, right? So it's like, if, so you always have to ask a question, like, what if this one <laughs> lens breaks when I'm shooting a wedding? Or what if this other lens breaks when I'm shooting a wedding? We always got to have backups. And so um for me I I've, I've always got, you know, something, but that's like the one lens if I lose that one that's going to kind of hit hard hardest, you know, if I was at a wide end and my cuz then the next widest thing that I have is going to be a 35. But the way that you can stitch everything together now, you can just go pop 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 pop, you know, and then literally uh, Lightroom <laughs> stitches it for you automatically. It's unbelievable. So it's kind of like I, I used to worry about only having that one lens as a wide lens and then like what if what if something happens to that lens but but really the way the stitching stuff is now it's not even really a problem uh, so
2: well Andy you 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 might not ever have to have a lens break if you oh yeah down in the bag oh yeah that back <laughs> yeah that's true first. you know
1: actually uh, i missed <laughs> a package from sigma yesterday sigma came to my door ups was knocking at the door They're like hey we were on return these two broken lenses that, that uh that, that luckily were under warranty they were under warranty so i didn't have to pay for them um i don't so i hope sigma doesn't listen to this because yeah i didn't have the, the back covers on but and <laughs> all my apertures my apertures get stuck like the the aperture you know they yeah. just they get stuck so, yeah. So little lever, so like that it broke on mm-hmm. my one yeah. eight or my 514 the art series, my 3514 the art series. So I've been shooting those lenses as wide wide open for like the last like month of wedding season cuz otherwise it would be overexposed. <laughs> um and uh <laughs> and those just came back and then Nikon's got a lens coming back to me too. You know what I mean? So
2: You know, I used to do that. I used to, I used to do the same thing. I don't like working with lens caps. It slows you down. But I used to put the lenses in that way in a bag cuz you can see what lens you have from the, looking at the yeah. front element right away. You know what, exactly what yep. lens it is. And then I realized this is years ago. I realized, hey, I shouldn't do this because that back element not only has contacts yeah. in there, but does have that aperture yep. blade thing. Canon doesn't have that. Canon, you got yep. one on mm-hmm. on yep. that one. And uh, so I stopped doing it. And luckily, I did because I never had to have that. Yeah, problem I think happen.
1: the lesson is I'm still still no lens caps, but I'm at least going to put it down so that the front element is down first. Put yeah. it down front yeah. element first,
2: yeah. And also not only that, if I have that 7200, that goes like lengthwise in yep. a bag when i pick up my bag i work out a backpack when i pick up the bag it's going in a certain direction so the front element is weighing down yeah on on it yep. you know what i mean like it's, it's yeah. south on it yep. that's important right. stuff man you don't right. want to you don't lenses are not cheap yeah just, i know i understand if you don't want to well, work
1: with a lens i still got another wedding you know. season that they're under warranty so you know I'll, I'll maybe i'll keep playing the card for another another <laughs> wedding season then we'll see All right. then we'll see um, but guys, I think just in terms of length, I think that's probably going to wrap it up today. Cause, uh, we're going, going pretty long. So I think, uh, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, it's been, okay. it's, been a, it's been a good episode. That yeah, was a that cool was thing fun. to do too. Yeah. Cause lens choice is an important one. I think it, that was uh super beneficial to our listeners. Um, yeah. So especially people that are, that are mm-hmm. newer starting out, out and thinking about what lenses to buy and why. Um, so cool. Thanks for stopping on Jim. It was a, a pleasure having you on. And, uh,
2: no, I'd love to. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I think just for our listeners,
1: as you're listening, I think what we're going to start doing is rotating guests on a more regular basis, um, and uh, so and you know just have people mm-hmm. on the whole show like we did today with Jim, like we did uh, the pre- one of the previous episodes. Actually, the last few episodes we've been doing that. So I think I think it's uh, it's it's nice. It kind of adds a different dimension to the to the show to to, to have another sure. guest on. So love to have you back on at some point soon. And. Um. And thanks for coming on today, Jim. Where can uh, people find you if they're interested in following you? Uh,
2: okay, the website and blog and everything's under one now. It's uh, JamesFerrara.com, F-E-R-R-A-R-A, and uh, everything. Or you can there.
1: go to jferrara.com, and it'll redirect.
2: Well, that will redirect. Actually, no, don't do that. There's still a redirect issue. My old guy, uh, my, my guy built the old site as a test on that. And it, it it's still up for some reason. He can't figure it out. But don't, okay. don't go to James, James okay. for okay.
0: uh, And Neil, how about you? Uh, follow me on social media, Neil Urban, N E A L U R B A N, and don't visit my website because it's not finished yet. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let everybody know when it's when it's ready to go. So what about you, Andy? And my name is Andy Buscemi.
1: Last name is B U S C E M I. And you can Google me and find me that way. Uh, But more importantly, go to that Facebook group and uh, join the Facebook group, Wedding Photographers Unite in Facebook. Uh, Everybody, thanks for listening in. This has been episode number 57 of Wedding Photographers Unite. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks, guys.
0: All right.